everybody, and welcome to Into the Smodown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and podcast feed. I am your host, Eli McKeg, and joining me, as always, he is the Grace Hancock mm, to my Christian Harloff, Luke Stuttered. Luke, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, buddy. And why talk bad about Grace? Grace has been doing amazing. I mean, you saw what she did to Classy. Yeah, Probably. she she penalized her and like took her away from her position because what? Clark wanted to be Buy a good it. sportsman. To, she was, she was not being biased. Oh my goodness. If you were in a match and I was the commissioner, I would have sent you a good luck message. Doesn't mean I'm not sending another good luck message to your opponent. Yeah, but I mean, you, come on. You've not seen a video other than that one of her supporting a competitor. So honestly, I agree with Grace. Grace did the right thing. Any what is the what is wrong with you, Luke? You have never been this way before. You literally would have supported Clark way before Grace would have said anything. What is wrong with you? Listen, listen. Grace is awesome. And I love Clark. I will say this. I love Clark. But she was being biased. I've not seen her do a video for any other competitor. She was biased towards Riley, which in her profession, she was not supposed to be. This is coming from working in industry in a factory. And you know what? I'm with Grace on this one. I know that's crazy to think, but you know, I agree with her. I feel like Grace is silently slipping you money so that you can stay on her side. Not that she vocally watches our show and like constantly follows everything we're doing, but I feel like after you made that picture of her, I feel like she's slowly slipping you money that way she, you can stay on her side. I don't know. We'll talk about that later, but all of that is beside the point because we're here to talk about what happened last week in the Schmodown because a lot happened last week. There were five matches. Three of them ended in TKOs. One of them was a Star Wars match, Star Wars match and one of them was an intense title match, which, Ooh. as you can tell by the title of this episode, we sort of we're sort of spoiling you on who won the match, but we're going to talk about that later. That is our main topic for today. But before we can get to our main topic, we have to get through our highlight section of the week is where we go through each of our categories and we highlight a certain competitor. That way they will know that we are actually thinking about them. Well, words are very difficult. So Luke, first off, as always, we're going to be talking about rookie of the week. Show the lovely people out there in the audience who is our rookie of the week. Our rookie of the week is John Flickinger. Yes, John Flickinger is our rookie of the week this week. He has been a part of the YouTube movie sphere since sort of the beginning of movie reviews on YouTube. He was there along with Schmoes Nodes when Christian and Mark started doing their movie reviews. He was there when Chris Stuckman was doing them. He was there when jo Jeremy Johns was doing them. And he was there when before Pretty Much It became a commentary channel, when Pretty Much It was doing their own movie reviews, John Flickinger was someone that was doing it as well. He still has his YouTube channel. I think it's The Flick Pick, because I'm, excuse me, I'm trying to base it off of 
his nickname in the Schmodown, which is the Flick Pick. So I believe that is his YouTube channel as well. It and he's is. also, yes, is the thank you. He is also a very muscular, beefy guy, and that scares me a little bit. I feel like he could easily kill me. But John Flickinger, you do a lot of movie reviews. Let's see if those movie reviews will help you in the movie trivia showdown. So, ladies and gentlemen, John Flickinger is our Rookie of the Week. I'm excited. I think he'll do a good job. I've actually watched a few of his reviews in the past. I Until you said the flick pick, I didn't realize it, but honestly... I've really liked his stuff. Yeah. I've been impressed. He, I'm very much looking forward to seeing if the movie, him reviewing movies does actually help. And if it does, great. We love to see it. We love to see new competitors and we love to see new people continue on. Great. So, John Flickinger, you're a rookie of the week. We hope that you do great in the Smowdown and with the dungeon because that is his faction, the dungeon. speaking of the dungeon actually luke show everyone in the world who our player of the week is player of the week is dan merle dangerous dan merle is our player of the week we'll just mention that because he comes up in our main topic see look what i'm deciding to do right now is that we're just going to show you our player of the week we're going to show you our manager of the week. We're going to get into the main topic because they're all connected. So since we have shown that Dan Merle is our player of the week, Luke, show the beautiful people out there in the world who is our manager of the week. The manager of the week is Kaiser. Yes, Kaiser, the manager of Dan Merle and the manager of the dungeon. He had many things to do this week, I believe, or he might have just... No, he had two matches this week because he manage john hoey as well so those are play of the week and manager of the week and since we mentioned them it is time for us to get john kaiser out of our face after luke situates his lighting i am sorry is all right take john kaiser out of here because he's our manager of the week and we're going to talk about our main topic we we just zoom through player and manager because we're talking about our main topic, which is Adams Collins versus Dan Merle two for the singles championship. We have a new movie trivia showdown singles champion in the dangerous Dan Merle. Luke, I'm going to start with you. Going into this match, before anything, before a question was asked and before a question was answered. What were your thoughts going into this? Honestly, I was so excited about this match. I felt like he was going to... I I felt both of them were going to do great, and they did. I mean, they did. But I was very excited because I did not expect... I didn't know what to expect for this match because I knew Collins was going to go into it with a fire behind him, but not as much as what I felt Dan did. Dan was hyped for this match. And to me, Dan just really proved himself in this match, but... Go ahead and uh, tell me what your beginning thoughts were before we go into our actual thoughts of the match. My going into this match, I was thinking this was a make or break for Dan. Because if he if he didn't win this match, honestly, if he didn't win this match, this would have been a major blow against him. It would have been a major thing. I let me explain. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
before you're like, no, 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 no. This would have been a major blow against him because this would have been his first because he's been in many title matches and he has lost the title many times. However, whenever he's going up to play where he has the potential to win the title, he has always won the title. This would have been a first time where if he didn't win, this would have been his first loss to win a title. So that would have set him back a little bit. And so my brain going into it was he needs to win this. He needs to become the champion because if he doesn't become the champion, he's going back a few places in the rankings. And that would have propelled Ben Bateman up into the rankings. That would have propelled John Roca. Like we would have gotten more um, types of matches instead of Dan versus someone. It would have been Adam versus someone. So to me, this was very much a Dan, you have to win this. If you don't, you're going not to the back of the line. You're going pretty far in back. You're going pretty further back than you were hoping. And that was my thought going into it. Well, the reason why I felt like he wasn't he wasn't worried about that is because if he had lost this match, you're seeing Dan going to interdict him. Oh man. I keep on forgetting he also plays an interdictum. Well, he wants to. He's not played yet. But if he had not had the title, I don't I think he will have went to Interdictum this year. But due to having the title, no, nah, you ain't seen him in, him in Air Geekdom. He's going to be playing. I mean, we have the official power couple right now. Mm-hmm. And the IG champion being Mara and Dan being the singles champion. Like, we have the ultimate champions right now. If Because the next team's match will be Odd Couple versus Shazam. So... We'll see who wins. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yep, you're right. We'll see who wins the team championship because, and this is, this. I'm trying to make a point here in whoever wins the team chi- championships because that's another rematch from the Spectacular. Uh-huh. So it's, it's interesting. We're getting a lot of Spectacular rematches early on in the season because if Shazam wins, that'll be basically a rematch, not a rematch, but like, a retelling of what happened in this match where the champions lost or the champion lost their belt came back for the rematch and won it back. So it's going to be interesting to see how that match plays out because if, if Shazam wins, this match is basically a prediction on what happens there. Yeah, I agree. I honestly, I'm so excited for those matches, but all right, let's go go into the actual meat of the match. What were your feelings during the meat of the match? I was shocked because I believe it was like the first question or might have been the second question that Dan missed. I, w- I think it was the first question. I think it was because I was just thinking, Dan, out of the gate, you're missing the first pitch. What? Yeah. That is so unlike you right now you've never missed the first question of any match so i was just i was just blown away that's why i felt so good about him being player of the week is because Mm -hmm. he didn't give up once most competitors would have gotten into a slouch or like i like to call it the zach or the jeff snyder slouch Mm -hmm. (laughs) right i mean i mean after after his match against dan it is the snyder down snyder 
Slouch. Slouch. Snyder Slouch. The SS. It's the SS. No, 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 it's not the SS. I'm taking that away. (laughs) But no, that's... Easily he could have done that, but he didn't. He's like, no, I'm in this match. I'm keeping going. I I am in a five-round match. And that's something Dan remembers that he's in a five-round match. He never forgets it. He keeps going. He's... Honestly, he he amazes me. He really does with just the way that he's able to get in his head in the game and keep it there. Because out of because out of round one, I believe it was going in. We were going into round two tied, and we were going into round three tied. We were (laughs) we were basically tied for a majority of the match, except for the speed end of round four. Yeah, that shocked me. I when he. When he said Hillary Swank, I was like, no, he did not just miss that question. Yeah. Now, whenever whenever the speed round is going, I'm like counting along. And it's not them with the points. It's me just going how many questions are being asked right now. Because, you know, they can only be, I just want to be known. Like, okay, they only got, they were only able to answer nine of the 10 questions or yeah. any of that. So it's like, they were both able to go for the 10. Adam went perfect. Dan missed one and that made him lose a point. Uh-huh. So it's what what I went we went too far ahead. Let's like by the end of round one, they were pretty tied up, pretty even. Adam missing a few questions here or there, and or not that many questions in round one. No, I think wait, no, Adam went perfect, but he missed the bonus. Yes. No, 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 he did not go po- perfect. Oh. No, that was Kevin Smith match. Yep, yep. Moving Wrong. on. Wrong match. <laughs> but they were pretty even at the end of round one. Yes. I and by like a point, I think. Yeah. And there was no spinners and opponent choice on the wheel. Um Do you Dan's... like championships having spinners and opponents or not having it? I do like how the champion gets to choose because yeah. that shows if they put it it depends on strategy and how you want to be looked at. If you put spinners and opponents choice on there, a lot of people could look at you and like, ah, oh, how could you do that? You, you didn't have confidence in yourself to like not have it on there and get all the questions right. It's like, again, it's all about strategy. And I like how the champion gets to either psych their opponent out or just be like, I just want to put it on there. Yeah. I, I like the idea of it. I think, Someone who uses it brilliantly is has been Bateman, mm-hmm. which could be a potential match in the future. No, we won't. No, we won't. Dang it! No, Dang won't. it! I want. Uh, I know. I keep on forgetting. Crazy. I, that, I keep that's on forgetting. That can't crazy. happen. I know that drives me crazy. I, I, I am curious how that's going to go. I'm curious what what Christian's going to do. I guarantee Ben Bateman is a little salty on that. Yeah. He wants to play. He you wants to play the title. Because you know that ultimately a lot of dream matches or a lot of rematches that people want to see, they can't happen. Because a rematch that I bet a lot of people, though the rematch happened last year, just imagine doing a third one. No, you can't do a third one because he lost both times. I was about to say Ben Bateman versus Dan Murrow, but Ben Bateman lost both times. Yep. But like that's a match that I think some people want to see again. But a rematch that we could potentially see is Dan Murrow versus John Roca. Ooh, um, I, ooh, I want that match, but I don't want to see it with Ben losing. 
Yeah. I, that's Don't that's, you mean Dan? No, no, I'm saying because Roka and Ben are playing next. Oh, they are? Yes, that they were kind of talking about that. They're playing next. So once that match Ooh. starts, Ooh, that's gonna be a I wonder rough match. I wonder if that's gonna also be a number one contenders match or if that's just gonna be a match. Because um, as of right now, I think Ben is ranked well, Ben is ranked number two right now because Adam is number one. Right. So I'm curious. Hmm. Well, do you think you would have Roka versus Ben? Then whoever that match is plays whoever wins that plays Adam for the number one contender spot? Yeah, I could see that. That's definitely gonna happen. Oh, I can almost I could see that. Yeah. I could see I could see Christian or Grace like postulating that idea. I'll so yeah. So, um Adam Collins not champion is scarier than Adam. I mean, Collins because champion. if we get but and also here's a potential rematch, John Roca versus Adam Collins. Because you gotta remember the last time that happened, I think Roca got TKO'd. He did, but think of Ben Bateman versus Adam Collins. I know that's going to be a fun match if it happens. But anyway, back to the title match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Round yeah. two happens. They both get strengths of theirs. Yeah, yeah, basically. And I think they both get all the questions right. Yes. No, no. I think Adam Collins had to miss. I think he might have went to multiple choice once because he they had to come out tied and they mm-hmm. weren't tied at, at after round one. Yeah, and yeah, but he still probably got all the questions right, having to go to multiple choice a few times. Yeah. Yeah, and then round three happened, the betting round, which they both bet three, they both knew the answer, and they both got it right. How do you like their, how do you, how do you like their secret language? I didn't, oh, look, I'll be honest, whenever, like, the managers are talking to each other, I sort of fast forward, because I'm like, I just want to see the question. So, like, I don't know what their secret language was. Honestly, I like the way they did it. Like, I think with Corruption, they talked about, uh, talked about, like, war and different words like that. And then mm-hmm. then the dungeon, Kaiser was talking about different competitors. Oh, I want to go with um, Robert Parker. That was the who Dan ended up picking, Robert Parker. So, that was the, so the three-pointer. Wait, okay. So, if Robert has a three-pointer... Who's two points? Would that be Ben? I think Ben ba- Bateman. No, I think it was Mara. And then one was Ben Bateman. Now I'm getting... Okay, wait. Ooh. <laughs> now, Hold now on, I'm looking... I'm trying... No, I'm trying to read the subtleties and all that. I know, like, right? Why, why does Kaiser consider Robert the three-pointer? Because, what does that mean? Because Robert is his favorite competitor. Ooh, Okay. You okay. know this, right? You know this. Kaiser, Kaiser, if you're watching this, I want I want you to send me any detail that could tell me why Robert Parker, you consider Robert Parker three points. I'm curious. I'm looking at the camera. I'm I'm asking. Anyway, moving on. So we get to round four, the speed round. Adams goes first. And he passes on the fighter which is yeah. Amy Adams. Yeah. But then when he gets back to it, he gets it. Right. And at first I was like, okay, interesting. I wonder why you passed on it the first time if you knew it. But then again, like they asked about... It didn't yeah, come they, to him quick enough. I mean, that's... Yeah. 
And plus, they asked about the Million Dollar Baby earlier, so that's two boxing movies. You may not want to confuse yourself yet. Your first instinct may have been, like, Dan's go, Hillary Swank, even though I was like, nope, she wasn't even in that movie. So we get to Dan, and we get to that question. He says Hillary Swank, because he's still probably thinking about Million Dollar Baby. Right. And then we get to the end, and... How tricky is that, honestly, if you think about it? Them putting know, two, that... two boxing movies in the same... Like right next to each other, basically. That's so. Honestly, the the question writers this this year has have amazed me. Yeah, even though in my even though when I was hearing the questions, my brain never went to Hillary Swank. Legitimately, the moment I heard fighter and supporting actress, my brain went straight to Amy Adams. Even though she wasn't the one that won that award, Melissa Leo did, who was also in the fighter. So I was like, oh, I'm surprised my brain didn't go to the winner for that movie it's because of the name i mean yeah amy adams is a bigger name yeah and then we get to round number five dan has to go first gets the, th- gets the two point i don't remember how far behind he is he but i think he had to get by a no two points he was behind by two points okay so they went he gets the two point question he gets it right tosses and, it to adam yes adam Gets the two point, gets it right, goes back to Dan. This three point, gets it right. Adam, three point, gets it right. Dan, five point, gets it right. And then we get to the final question. Well, I'll, before we go into that, what did you think of Dan guessing Scarlett Johansson for the three point question? I'll be honest, when I was answering that question, I also guessed Scarlett Johansson. I was like, I did too. If he would have missed that question, that would have made it a whole lot harder for him to win. Because well, I think tied. it would have been tied. Yeah, that would have been. Then they'd gone into sudden death, which Dan is well, using in sudden death. Yeah, but then you can't forget Adam is also good at sudden death. I know that's why that, he, that's why Dan lost the last time they played. Yeah, so he like that guess was a big guess for him. Oh yeah, and and did he struggle with the five pointer? No, no, he knew the five pointer. Basically, afterwards they were talking to him and Kaiser, and Kaiser was like, "We went over all those questions, all those that director's movies last week." So mm-hmm. Dan knew it. He knew it really well due to the fact of the dungeon is a great faction. And Dungeons have been studying, getting their players to study really well. But Kaiser then we get really behind their behind this team. This yeah, year. even more than but, last year, I think. But we got to talk about the final question for Adam Collins. Ooh. It was I can't remember what it was, but it's like basically name the remake of Dial M for Murder. That was basically the question. It's not the exact question, but that's what it was. And it was a perfect murder. That was the answer. And Adam went to all three of his repeats. Mm. And after that, like, after he did the first one, I was like, it's okay. You just got to give yourself some time. He went to a second second one. one. Yeah. Once he went to the second one, I was like, okay, come on. Dig, 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 dig. Dig through that Rolodex. The third one, I was like, he doesn't know. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. And so when he, he didn't get it right and he just shouted a movie, I was legitimately thinking to myself, this is how he loses the belt. Wow. That's... Oh, the five-pointers are killers. Mm-hmm. 
But Dan, even though sort of, did Dan not know it? Dan knew it. Yeah. So it was. It all comes down to your five point question, and Adam just didn't have it. I feel, and ultimately we have the new champion. I don't know how many times he's won this belt at this point. Like five. multiple times, five. five time champ. Oh, he is a five time five. To quote Booker T, he is a five time, five time, five time, five time. Movie, trivia, showdown, singles champion. Don't you love it that you have a wrestling fan as one of the analysts on this show? We can but he's a five-time champion. He went full Kevin Smets mode for this entire match. And whenever it's been a big match, Dan, now he's only had two matches. But both of the matches have been big matches. Yeah. He's gone full Kevin Smets, like, hood is up, let's go mode. And I feel like that's happening helping him very much because that's focusing him it's like when you put blinders on a horse when the hood is up this is all he can see and so i think oh wait this is all he can see so it's very much helping him focus on what is in front of him and that's helping him i feel bad for adam again you won freaking predictions five and oh people he went five and oh this week he got all of them right i only got Two of three of two, two of them right. No, yeah, two of them right. He's lucky. So, so, so Eli, would you like to explain to the amazing audience what happens at the end of the year if someone wins predictions? Yes, since we're sort of done talking about our main topic and we're talking, we're about to go into predictions, we have made a bet with each other. The winner, or, or no, the loser of predictions at the end of the season come this December because hopefully movie theaters will open up a little bit more. They're Spider-Man, I know. Spider-Man No Way Home comes out this, this December. He and I are both Spider-Man fans. We are probably both going to watch it at the same time. Him probably going to watch it before I do. Muslim. So the bet is whoever loses has to pay for the ticket and the refreshments. For when we go watch Spider-Man No No Way Home together. And knowing me, I would want to be a little bit evil and get a little bit more refreshments. He's probably the same way. So yeah, whoever loses has to pay for the other's refreshments come Spider-Man No Way Home time. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the bet. That is the bet. Also, we're just mentioning this right now. When we get to the free-for-all, we're not predicting the winner. Or... We're going to do a prediction, but we're not going to count it against each other because there are 40 competitors. How do you guess one? Well, anyway, before we go dive into predictions, I do want to state one thing after at the end of the main event. Adam Collins mentioned in the interview, he is going to most likely play an inner geekdom. He has done so before. I have seen him play Full Metal Geek. Don't worry. He has played... See, this is the problem with people like him. This is my problem with them all. They are so good at movies and good at remembering all the movies that when you put them in another division like IG or Star Wars or something like that, they probably have all the knowledge on those movies as well. So it's just not fair because I played someone against... I played against someone who is a mainly a movie person 
who it was a geek match. It was like a five, four way match. And he got all the questions right. He went perfect, but I nearly beat him. He beat me. And it's just not fair. Not fair. That was the only way, by the way, that was the only way he could beat me was to go perfect. I only missed two questions. I only missed two questions on an entire match. If I would have got Adam Collins. No, I'm not. I have never played Adam Collins. Okay. This was like not that long ago. Well, also, too, he also mentioned, and I don't know if he's going to do it. He for sure was Inner Geekdom, but he also mentioned Star Wars. Uh, it Okay. So the question is will Adam Collins be the first? Because he will technically be the first. Will he be the first four way player? White was. Um, Ken, no, I think that might have been Ken. No, Ken no. never played IG. He didn't play in IG. Yep, yep. He didn't play IG. If Adam plays in teams and singles and IG and Star Wars, he'll be the first ever competitor to be a four-way player. I'd be okay with watching it. <laughs> I mean, we've seen Kalinowski be a triple threat. Yes. He's nearly what he nearly won the singles belt. Let's be oh, honest. Oh man, that was so remember sp- when we were all th- when you and I were both shouting triple belt Mikey. Oh, that was so close. I'm so mad. Yeah. It was all because some, they said, by the way, Mike, we're going to have you play Ben Bateman right now after he just beat Snyder. And I was like, no, give him time. He deserves it. Uh, uh, Anyway, that's, that's the past. If he would have beaten Bateman and he would have, he would have been the one playing Paul at Spectacular. If he would have beaten Paul at Spectacular, he would have had all three belts oh, and that year. Because he defended the team's belt that year. He def- I think he defended the team's belt. Yeah, he defended it. He defended the... Wait, or... I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember. I know he defended the IG belt that year. So if he would have won the single title, he would have been a three-belt person. He would have been the only person to be a three-belt champion. Anyway, before we go into predictions, there are a few major cutscene developments or story developments that came around. The first one being, we it was revealed who Shandrew's other manager was. It was my prediction from the very beginning, Jay Washington. I even told him. I told Luke. I was like, because he was over there. Oh, what if it's Andrew Guy? It's Andrew Guy. Like, he's he managed before. He's a great manager. I was like, no, it's not going to be Andrew. He's too busy with the Shmominati thing. I think it's going to be Jay because of the connection that Jay was originally going to manage swag, but then he had to drop out due to other reasons. So Winston became the manager. And then he was over there. I was like, ah, oh, but Jay's probably still busy. I'm like, probably, but it's still a better choice than Andrew Guy. It was revealed to be Jay Washington. So we got that. And yeah, then. He's now. <laughs> And then, oh, we're not even done yet. And then Shandrew was able to get Paul Yama onto his side. So we're like, okay, those are the three for the new team. It's going to be Shandrew, Laura Kelly, and Paul Yama. IG, Star Wars, singles and teams. Done. And then this most recent event, Smowdown Throwdown, the plot twist. The, the left, the curveball. Winston knew all of this was happening. Well, after he gave it. They talked to Paul after Paul. Paul, yeah, instructed Winston. So he he was just finding out, but he was hit. He told off Laura Kelly, and Laura was like, "Hey, this is the anger that I wanted. If you're gonna keep this, yeah, let's go." 
And then Shandrew was trying to whine and Winston was like, shut your butt up. Shut it. Let's, let me talk. You go in here whining. Let me talk. And then he just dug a hole into Shandrew. And he, and he did like speak the truth. Like the only reason why you lost the belt was because you lost faith in me. If you wouldn't have done that, you would still be champion right now. So you better shut up, get back on the horse, put your faith in me again, and you're going to get that belt again. I don't care if you're going to like me. I don't care if you hate me. Just have faith in me. (laughs) And now for that story, I don't know what's happening anymore. Not really. And we'll, I'll talk more after the next cut scenes we talk about, but I don't know where they're going. I have none unless they're doing an ultimate swerve where Jay is going to, they're going to bring Jay in. He's going to create his own faction known as the urban gladiators. Not because that was his, that was his nickname. He was the urban gladiator. Yeah. But so like doing season though, I know I understand not this late in the season, but I mean, wrestling is done crazier. Well, one thing I kind of think of, and I will say though, if they were to do that, I don't know who he's picking. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Well, you think if you think about, it, there's three people right now that's kind of out in the wings storyline wise. I don't know. I almost feel like they might be trying to connect them in a way, and that's Andrew Guy, mm-hmm. Clark Wolf, and Jay. Yeah, those three, and I don't know where they're going with them. They're I don't know if Jay will end up on the desk, but I do know Andrew Guy and Clark is on the desk now. Yeah, so because what? of Grace. So where are they going with that? That's I. I feel like uh, I don't know what they're gonna do with Jay. Again, I could see the potential of creating a, but we're at a nice even number at eight. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them adding unless unless they're willing. To add one more with I, Jay to make it a whole number, I have no idea what they're going to do with Jay. However, going with the Grace story, because that's ultimately what Clark and, and, and Guy is. That's the Grace power-hungry story. So Grace is going to, I think Grace is going to try her art hardest to undermine everything that Christian does because nothing against Grace. I feel like the story with Grace being in charge is great. I feel like she's working for someone else. Oh, like yeah. there is a, there is someone higher than her. And I'm not talking about Robert Kirkman or anyone at Skybound. She, there is someone above her. Well, that's the thing. Do you feel the Shmominati storyline will complete this year? Or is this just setting things up for season nine? I think we'll get the big reveal on the Shmominati at Spectacular. Man, that's a while to, to wait. For. I know. We'll get a major new major plot development at Schmodown Collision. I think Free for all, for all. I think we will get one. Maybe. Free For All, which is their Royal Rumble. So yeah, that'll be the next. We'll get a major plot point at Free For All that will push this Shmominati story, which at Free For All, that could be when we start seeing Guy and Clark on the wall, on the um, desk. I, and I, when I say on the desk, I mean after that event. Yeah. Like, that's when we see that change. And well, then at Schmodown Collision, 
I mean, it, they could be on there this week. I mean, well, I think they're gonna wait. I think they're gonna wait for the big pay per view to happen and then make the change. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's sort I of like, it's sort of like in wrestling. Like at the very big pay per views, you do the major story beats, and then right after that, that's when the changes start happening. After the big pay per views, so like. Royal Rumble will happen. We get the winner of the Royal Rumble, and then we'll get a major plot point that will start making waves and changes the next night on Raw or SmackDown. And so that'll be after Free For All. That's when we see the Guy and Clark desk movement. And then at SmackDown Collision, another major beat's going to happen to where we may start to slowly reveal who is above grace. And then, but like not fully reveal. Like we see her like literally talking face to face with someone, but like we never see the person's face. It's like the back angle of that person just looking, sort of like how Shandra was talking to Jay, like that angle. And we get the, oh, Grace is working for someone. And that's revealed at Schmodown Collision. And then Spectacular, we, if, there, if there's not another big pay-per-view between Collision and Spectacular, at Spectacular, we get the big reveal of who is really behind all of this. Right. I, it's interesting to see what the storylines this year. I'm honestly, Christian impresses me with storylines. I mean, he worked at WWE. But his, the problem, the difficult thing for him versus WWE is with WWE, it's scripted. This is not. So it changes by who wins. Yeah. It's the things that are scripted are the things in between. The major plot developments between matches, that's not. But like the things that aren't affected by matches, like the gray stuff, that is completely scripted. And I, again, I'm looking forward to seeing what Grace's story has because, again, there are so many layers that we need to start, we need to start peeling away. And the first major peel that's going to get taken off is that free-for-all, in my opinion. Well, before we go into predictions, let's go ahead and talk about what match this past week you just enjoyed watching. Oh, man. That would... Man, I almost want to save it for the recap because you know which match I enjoyed watching. I enjoyed watching Stacy versus Kevin Smith. Oh, I love that match so much. I was smiling from ear to ear. I loved Christian's reactions because he was trying so hard to be the professional Christian Harloff, but instead mm-hmm. it was like, I'm a kid in a candy store with, with Kevin. Because the freaking preamble before he said Jaws, uh. I was like, what? What, Kevin? <laughs> and then he went, no, that I'll save that for the recap. Okay. All right. What What's next on our list? Next is predictions for this is a short week. In the Smowdown week nine. So we're going to be giving our predictions on who we believe will be winning, who will be victorious, and who will be the poor losers. Mm-mm-mm. So the first match, which dropped for the Patreon, patrons at Patreon, which if you are not a part of the Movie Trivia Smowdown Patreon account, you really need to. The $10 tier will give you all the live events live right then and there you will be getting early access to all of the matches oh, yeah. uh, not all of the matches but like the usually the first match of the week yes. and they're just a lot of cool things you can be like yo what up people yo what up other person so yeah but please 
We don't get paid to do this, but we're just asking you all if you want to become a $10 Patreon at the Movie Trivia Schmodown Patreon account, go do so now. Yeah. The, we, we as the Galaxy Geeks have been Patreon members since the creation of Galaxy Geeks. Yes, and we've been able to keep up with almost all of them early on. I did not watch the first Schmodown Throwdown pay-per-view, but it's okay. I've been watching them ever since. So, our first match of the week, which literally just dropped maybe an hour ago or so? Something, maybe. I'd have to look at the email. Um, it is in the Star Wars division, Adam Witt, Owen 2, representing the Dungeon versus Thomas Harper, making his debut representing the Den. Luke, who do you have and why? Just because I have really hyped this guy up, I'm going with Thomas Harper. I just love him on on the mic and honestly he's just impressed me nothing against adam but i gotta go for a lawyer on this one i'm also going thomas harper the the star lawyer is someone that i think he's going to be a very dangerous threat in all of his matches also i hope all the question writers have made all of their questions bulletproof (laughs) because if he finds something again he's a lawyer if he can find something, he's going to go challenge it because that's just his job. Yes. Anyway, we have both chosen Thomas Harper. Next up, we have Khan. When I was looking everything up and I was looking at everything, they just wrote him as Khan versus John, which Khan is debuting, representing the Fan Stock Exchange, versus John Flickinger debuting, representing the dungeon. Luke, who do you have and why? I'm letting you go first this time, buddy. Uh, Con. You're going with Con? I'm going with Con because the Finstock Exchange is getting on my freaking nerves, but yet they're proving that their players are really good. So I'm choosing Con. <laughs> uh... I'm looking at the pros and cons of Con. And he has a lot of pros, literally. Uh, I am going to go John Flickinger. If you, you, every time it's the Finstock Exchange, you choose them. But the moment I choose them, you're like, no, I'm going to go for the other. I don't know. I just don't get me wrong. I think Khan's going to do great. But just for some reason, since I don't know either of the competitors that well, I'm just going to go different for you this week and we'll see what happens because I'm guessing the next match we're going to be pretty close as well. Yeah. And our next match, by the way, is the big one of the week. And I believe there might have been a schedule change because I was I remember when I was writing them all down, I was pretty efficient when they were first announcing the schedule. And either I was dumb and blind and missed it or they'd had a late schedule change, which this match is... Drew McWaney, four and five, two knockouts, representing the usual suspect, versus Lon Harris, five and five, one knockout, representing swag. Again, ladies and gentlemen, out there, if we are wrong, you can correct us. But we were, I thought I was wrong the first time, and then I was so differently. So I'm, wait, looking, Luke. I'm looking at the, the actual movie trivia showdown site right now. So that's how. And I know. does it say Drew McWaney, Lon Harris? Yes. All right. So Drew McWeeny versus Lon Harris. Who do you have and why? Um, I think I'm gonna go with Drew McWeeny because it's Drew McWeeny. 
And Lon has not impressed me recently. He's been kind of slacking. I don't, I don't think the character work is actually helping him. I think it's actually hurting him. I think they need. He's becoming a joke character, and I think as the as the professor, I felt he was a much stronger competitor, and so now, I don't know. I feel. He needs something to bring him back. But Drew McQueenie is Drew McQueenie, and he scares me. So I'm going Drew McQueenie. I am also going Drew McQueenie because you can't go wrong with Drew McQueenie. Mm. Sure, his record is four and five, but that's just below average. That's yeah. that's nothing. Because Drew McQueenie is a former team's champion. Sure, he was hey, – I mean, his manager was his team partner when they won the title. And I I legitimately think – because he retired, but now he's coming back. And I think it's because Drew is hungry. Drew wants – I think Drew wants a run with the singles belt. He also and I think – <laughs> yeah, he wants Ben. He wants he wants Bateman. So I think this will be – I think this is the start of that journey, in oh. my opinion. I, yeah, McWeenie has the win. Yeah, I agree. And now we've come to our final segment of the show because we have been talking about a lot of things recently. I've just realized that. I thought today was going to be a shorter episode, but no, we actually have a lot to talk about. And also, I like to run my mouth. We are now going to recap week eight, give our quick bullet points, give our thoughts on it, and talk about what we think, what we thought about this week. So starting off first, we have Bradley Tingle versus Ty Lieberman with Ty Lieberman, Ty KOing. Bradley Tingle, what were your thoughts on this match? Honestly, Ty Lieberman did very well, but not as well as what I, I was hoping. I feel Bradley Tingle was just a new competitor. I hope he does better the next match he's in, and hopefully he does. I mean, he was only a rookie. So I didn't really expect too much from this match due to the fact they were both rookies, and honestly, they made rookie mistakes a lot. And I'm not saying I would do any better. Just as an analyst watching these matches, you could tell they were both rookies. Yeah, Ty did very well. And, like, with them saying, like, or with him saying, oh, Ethan Irwin brought me in. I was like, okay, let's see what you got. And he did really well for for a rookie debuting. Yeah. And I think Bradley just had a bad round, too. He had a really bad round, too. I've been noticing – a lot of these TKOs are coming from having very bad round twos. Uh, if you round two killed you, if it's a three round format, and it's it was just it was just one of those things where if you want to win, you got to make sure you know every single category on that wheel. And if you pick it, and if you decide to go with it, or if it was the second spin and something like that, you have to make sure you know your stuff. And Bradley just didn't know enough. Ty was able to come out with the Ty KO, which let's, we're almost forgetting this. Every single time a faction loses via TKO, they're losing a point in the rankings. Uh huh. So love, swag lost I a point. I love that this year. That's, it makes, it makes TKOs hurt even more. Yeah. So I don't know where the rankings are right now. You can pull them up after we get done talking about the rest of the week, and then we can run down like, oh, these are the top, these are the rankings. Next up, we have Mark Edward Hoyk versus Griffin Newman. And Griffin Newman was able to come out with a win, I think. Was this one the TKO as well? Uh, ooh. 
feel like it was. Uh, I think a lot of the Finstock exchanges yes, it was, wins. It was, it was, yeah. It was a TKO. Yeah, Griffin Newman knew his stuff, and Mark disappointed me. Yeah, Mark did not do well. Mark was someone I was very much hoping out of corruption, like, to make a comeback, because he was going into this match 0-3, and so my mind was going, okay, come back, come back, come back, and he just, he made a lot of easy mistakes, in my opinion. Like, there are sometimes he made mistakes, and I was like, but that was an easy question. I can't pinpoint him. Don't people out there don't ask me to pinpoint him. But it was it was just one of those things where I know Mark knows better. He's it's proven weird. it in teams that he knows better. How can he not prove it in singles? It's just weird to me. Mark Mark Hoyk is a very interesting competitor that I think he's better than he I don't know if he just needs he needs something. I think he doesn't need to be on corruption. I think he needs to be on a different faction. I think Corruption is one of my favorite factions. Mark Hoyt doesn't need to be on Corruption. It, yeah. It, past couple of years, you can just tell he's just not, he's not in it as much as the other competitors. He's creepy and weird, but that's not, that doesn't make you a good competitor. I mean, Vio Drew could actually, I would say Vio Drew's better than him, and her character work is better. They're both creepy. I would... I would say because free agency, I think free agency is happening right now, or if it's about to happen, if corruption is very much thinking about dropping a player, Mark, Mark should be the the top of their list because he's going in now with an Owen four record. And he was with the team for like two of those losses at least. Yes. So he, they, Shannon needs to look at everything, everyone she has and, cut the dead weight and i don't want to call mark hoyt dead weight but he's dead as weight. of right now he is their dead weight he's so dead. we go on we go on to the star wars match which was eric whiteley debuting against john hoey i finally i finally know how to pronounce john hoey's last name with john hoey was able to pick up the victory and i was sad that eric whiteley didn't get the victory but i mean it was very close mm-hmm I was impressed with that match. Honestly, their knowledge was great. I don't know how they would be against a... a. Wow, I cannot remember names right now. A, someone like Molly Damon or Laura yeah. Kelly or someone like that? Yeah, or Alex Damon. I, I don't think... No, they... Hey, no one's... None of them, as of right... None of the new Star Wars players are going to live up to Alex Damon. Yeah. Except maybe yet. Marie Wilson. Yeah, maybe Marie Wilson. But Mary no, Wilson did beat But you are right. I, I will agree that John Hoey played great, but we'll see what he does in the next match. Yeah. The final match we're going to talk about in our recap, because we already discussed the singles championship match in length, is the first, the undercard for the Schmodown throwdown, which was Stacey Howard versus Kevin Smith, with Kevin Smith picking up the victory, becoming uh-huh. 3-0 and and get his, getting his second consecutive TKO. He, I love him. I love Kevin Smith so much. And I, I talked. I sent you this message last week, and I said, or earlier this week, I said Kevin Smith is playing like it's the early seasons, but he is, or he's a player from the early seasons with the knowledge and playing ability of players this season. Yeah, honestly, like. 
he's having fun when he's playing, which is like a lot of the early seasons, which is a bunch of friends playing and having fun. But he's playing in a capacity to where he feels like an actual competitor. Yes. And I'm just like, he has cracked the code. He has, <laughs> because there are a lot of people that only play as competitors and like, no, I'm only going to play. I'm only going to be serious about this. And other players who are just like, oh, I'm here to have fun. I'm going to have fun. He has cracked it to where he can do both at the same time. Were you expecting that from Kevin Smith? A win or TKO? No, not that. Just the way he plays that so good, but still goofy and still fun loving. And like, I knew he was going to be pretty good, but you've seen some, some of the celebrity matches. They are normally a lot easier. Dude knows his stuff. Yeah. Um, I always sort of knew, and it could just be because of how long I've been a Kevin Smith fan. I always knew he was going to go into this with a happy-go-lucky personality because that's just how Kevin Smith is. But at the same time, I knew he had the knowledge. I knew, like, you just see him in interviews. He has a Rolodex in his brain, and I just wait for him to start talking Uh, about movies. It sucks that he got the... It sucks he got the bonus question wrong, though. Uh, No, it didn't, because I love his reaction to it. I mean, that entire challenge to it and all of that, I was like, Kevin, you are giving the greatest challenge I have ever seen. But stop. (laughs) Because it's like, he said the title to the documentary and his challenge was like, well, before then, to counter that, counterpoint, I have been doing that throughout all the other questions where I would... I would say something and then actually say the title. I was doing the same here where I was just saying an extra thing. And then I said the title of the movie and I'm like, you know, Kevin, no, I wish I could give that to you. That's a good argument. That's your Catholic side of you coming out because a lot of Catholics like to argue. If we have any Catholics watching this, please, that was a joke. Um, But that was that. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun. And also, Having the third round, if you win via TKO, being called the Silent Bob round, I am down for that now. Oh yeah, I'm so. Ha- I mean, I'm so okay with that. I mean, we literally have a repeat called JTE after someone who was constantly asking for a repeat <laughs> when there originally was none. So, I'm fine with saying if you win via TKO, you've got a you did a Silent Bob round trademark. I love it. I love it so yeah. much. And we already talked about Adam versus Dan earlier. That was like our main topic. So we went into complete detail about that. So, yeah. Do you I, have I, anything else? Do you have anything else for today's show before we wrap up? Uh, not too much. I did enjoy changing up the show. If anyone wants to comment or give us advice or, you know, want to come on the show with us, we would surely love doing that. I'd love to Just get know- new people. Just know if we have three people, he has to reformat the entire the entire background. I'm still learning. That's, that's not me saying don't do it. That's me saying do it because I want to see him struggle just a little bit. Oh, I'm not excited for that part. <laughs> I am. But, but, oh, jinx. I know, right? Go ahead and end the show for us, buddy. All right, that has been our Into the Snowdown Galaxy show. If you like this video, hit that like button. If you want to watch more, subscribe to the channel. It's all up there above us, mainly above him. 
And if you want to get be notified of whenever we release a new show or a new episode, hit the bell button. Make sure you turn them on that way to all notifications. That way you get our notifications. And to the podcast listeners out there, we you can find us anywhere on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, Spotify. Man, we're on a lot of podcasts recently. I just realized that. Wow. And if you liked the podcast that you're listening to right now, please give us a big five-star review. We would love those reviews. Even if you hated us, give us a five-star review. We just want the algorithm to work in our favor. Oh, and let me, let, let, uh, blah, ha, yeah, I'm not cutting that out. This is real. For the social stuff, you can find me everywhere at Mr. Eli Mag. That includes Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. You can find Luke Stuttered at LukeST16 on Twitter. And you can find him at Luke Stuttered on Instagram because you want to see his photos. They are very good photos. He's getting a whole lot better at taking photos. Someday, I'm going to have him create a Instagram account where he's just releasing the artwork that he's done for this channel and for the Schmodowns in general. Because it's really great. And you can follow both of us in tandem as a group at the Galaxy Geeks Twitter handle at Galaxy Geeks One. I have been your host, Elon McKeg. As always, that has been Luke Suttered. And I hope you all be kind, stay nice, and remember Schmodown. See you, buddy. <laughs>